When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seven one. Well, let me start off by saying welcome back, everybody. It's uh, time to get back into the groove of things after having the holidays time off. And uh, I certainly enjoyed last week and chilling out and taking it easy. Uh, did absolutely nothing. Uh, but catch up around the house. I'll, I'll catch you up to speed on all that and tell you what was going on. And good morning to Elaine and James. And right over here is Don. And uh, let's talk about last night. Let's start there and uh, kind of flesh this deal out. Um, Jimmy, I think I feel about football like you probably do about soccer, from what I can tell. And that is I watch football games no matter what and no matter who it is, um, even if I, you know, even if I don't have a dog in a fight. Um, and I'm an underdog kind of guy. I like to watch and pull for the guys that aren't supposed to win. Right. Um, you know, in in I don't know how many years I've been. Well, I mean, I've been alive 59 years, and there's never been a year that I can remember that I didn't watch football that way. My my family was that way. So I I cannot remember ever seeing what we saw last night. Um, we, we've got close with concussions on quarterbacks you know don and i you were you and i were talking about this earlier with the uh, uh, steve young's concussion in san francisco a number of years ago on monday night football when he didn't move an inch and i thought then boy we lost one and watched it happen but for years we've talked about how if they don't do some changes make some changes to the game then you were going to see a tragedy happen and the nfl realized that i was telling you that i talked to uh Reggie White a long time ago and I asked him this was when like Troy Aikman had a bunch of concussions one year and they were bad and I said Reggie why are all these quarterbacks now getting concussions and he said well when you think about it big guys like me used to be really slow so if we got to the quarterback if there wasn't much to the deal because we were you know slow and big and we just grab him throw him to the ground right but most of the time we never got to him he said now Guys my size, which are like six five, six six, six seven, three hundred pounds, are running four four forties. They're running like running backs and wide receivers, that kind of speed. And so when they get to a quarterback, boom, man, they hit them and they you know knock them out. And so that's why the NFL eventually it took them a long time to get there. And a lot of the CTE business, I think the guy at the Patriots um, really woke up woke a lot of people up, you know. And uh, and woke the it certainly woke the NFL up, mm-hmm. and then when they saw some of the guys uh, brains uh, concussions and they would they would uh, uh, do an autopsy on them and, and look at their brain uh, Junior Seau's prime right. example yeah. you know mm-hmm. and they would say man we got to do something about this and that's why they started to change the game fundamentally changed and hits that are extraordinarily hard hits are now outlawed and they'll throw that flag. And they're erring on the side of caution. That's not what I saw last night. I did, I, th- this hit on uh, last night, it, it was not one that you would say, bam, he's not going to get up from. You, you, it, it's, a, it's a hit we've all seen. That's what it looks like. Right? A million yeah. times. 
um, all, all you can say about and we're not going to speculate about this. God bless him, and we're praying for him. He's intubated in the hospital right now, according to his attorney, his agent. Uh, he they they stabilized his vital signs. Um, this Demar Hamlin is who we're talking about from the Buffalo Bills. Most everybody knows the story already because the, the sports world came to a halt. They canceled the game last night, uh, as they should have, and uh, got him off the the field. But he had some sort of cardiac arrest. Something caused cardiac arrest on the field, where he made a tackle. It was a tackle that I've made him a million times. You catch a guy in your chest and you take him to the ground. And, you know, they're, they're re- doing all they can to remove the head and the helmet from the game, so a lot more of these chest tackles are going on. And uh, that's how we learned to tackle. You you hit the guy with your face mask, not with a crown, the face mask, and you took you know wrapped him up and you took him down. That's how we learned to do it. Um, th- th- done a million times. You know, you know, we saw it all weekend a million times, this kind of hit. We've seen much worse hits. Oh, than oh. what happened last night. Well, yesterday in a, uh, I guess it was the Mississippi State game, no? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it... No, it was the Tulane game last oh, night. Oh, that was a great game. And what a hit, though, man, there at the end at the goal line. And those two guys... And they went out. I mean, they were knocked yes, unconscious. US, USC and Tulane. And uh, both of them were knocked out completely. You thought, uh, oh, 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 no. Uh, that was a much harder hit than the than the DeMar Hamlin hit from last night. Mm-hmm. What do you got to say about this? Just unfortunate. Yeah, it's very sad. Um, this is a a fine young man, from what we can gather. Looks like it, doesn't um, it? You know, they're showing video of him now doing toys for tots in his community, and something about his mom had a daycare, has a daycare. Uh huh. You know. His but, found, his foundation raised yeah. three million dollars last night that yeah. people right. donated. Yeah. So he but, is a good kid. Yeah. But, but like you said, it was one of those hits where you just you don't think too much about it when you see it. You well, know? I mean, you, you know, it, it happened. He he stood up immediately. I mean, he got right up. Grabbed his face mask like he was going to head back to the huddle. Did, yep. did, did straighten his helmet up, you know. Did Did Dale's accident in the wall look anything? And that's what abnormal? I was thinking too. After I saw the video of that that's last night, just popped in my head. Yeah, it's the same thing I thought of was the Dale Earnhardt crash. Mm-hmm. Um, Nothing abnormal about no, that crash. We'd see it wasn't it. spectacular. It wasn't you know fifteen times a race. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you know there were probably you know, a half a dozen or more hits similar to that prior to well and one of the things i was telling you too and that's um when, when we watch these things on television it television softens everything right yeah. um it's sl- you mentioned race cars it slows race cars down mm-hmm. people who watch a race on television they go oh that's boring it's guys driving around in circles for three hours i do that every day on 1604 no, and then they go to a live race. Right. How do these guys do this? Yeah, a lot of energy thrown off in that. Well, and they're traveling they're traveling a football field every second. Yeah. So that's how fast you're going. Well, these guys on a football field, they're not traveling a football field a second, but they are fast. It's incredible how fast they move. And these hits are like bombs exploding when you're standing on a sideline and you hear these guys hit. If they have enough room, these guys can get up to around 20 miles an hour. They do all the time. Yeah. When yeah. they have breakaways, they're around 22 miles an hour with untouched. But right. If they have enough room on the field, they're going to get close to 20 miles an hour when they hit. And these are large men. Oh, you know, good these Lord. These are 150-pound guys. That's the other thing that TV does. TV doesn't do that justice because no. they're all relative, right? Yeah, right? So they're all the same size. 
So it looks like normal, everyday men our size that are running around out there until you go to a game and you stand next to them. Well, you know, they're 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six at least. You know, at least. And right at 300 pounds. Yeah, exactly. And even the, even the smaller players, <laughs> like receivers and cornerbacks and stuff like that, they're well in their 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", and 225, 240. Chiseled, no fat. Yeah, no, none whatsoever. You know, solid as a brick wall. And so he uh, went to make a tackle last night, and the receiver hit him in the chest uh, with his shoulder pads. Didn't even hit him with the helmet, right. you know? Hit him with his shoulder pads in the chest, and he thought, okay, go right back and do another play, man. And next thing you know, they've got the ambulance on the field, and they're they're doing a defibrillator on the field uh, to restore his heartbeat because his heart stopped right. so, on the field. Mm-hmm. And, it could have just been the sheer luck and weird timing of when he hit was in between beats on the heart, and that yeah, that's, stopped. That's what we were talking, so we're talking about, about this morning. Earlier, right? yeah. Just dumb luck. That's what we were talking about earlier, that you know his heart was on a downstroke or whatever yeah. and got hit, right. bang, right at that to, moment. Has to be it. And down he went. Yeah. And, uh, again, I don't. we have no idea. The NFL said that they're not going to issue any further statements, that nobody's going to speculate, and that's, that's wise. Uh, also, what was wise was them canceling the game. There were some people like, well, why are you doing that? You've got to carry on. And no, 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 no. not really. The, the game is inconsequential. Well, it doesn't and, matter. You know? and, and besides that, you have all of these players on the field. who They're not going to be in the right frame of mind. And will probably, you know, putting themselves at more risk of That's injury correct. than ever before. That is absolutely you know, they're not paying attention. They're thinking about something else, and they, they probably didn't want to play. Oh no. no, 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 no. There's no way. I remember the final, the last big name fatality in in racing was a Dan Weldon who died out at Las Vegas, and it was a horrific crash, a horrific scene, and it was on lap seven or eight something like that and the driver said and they got everybody together and said no we're we're done and they they got back into cars and made a parade lap mm-hmm. in his honor and then loaded up the cars and said we're done and they, you know what that the indy cars have never been back there since and so i don't know we, we were speculating and talking about people are already calling for changes to the game and people are saying well now maybe it ought, maybe like the pro bowl this year is going to be flag football and we ought to the NFL should transition to a flag league and not be hitting guys anymore and let's just change or quit playing football didn't your son say that he saw that online or something that yeah. time to quit playing football it's yeah. just too rough and right uh, now's not the time for all that you know no. you got you got a guy that uh, had a cardiac event of some kind don't know what precipitated it but uh, he's laying in the hospital, and according to his agent, he is intubated, uh, which means he's on a ventilator, and that's uh, couldn't couldn't um, couldn't breathe on his own. So that's what we know. That's all we know. Yeah, that's that's, right that's where they've left it. Uh, you know, we had the story at the top of Troy Vincent saying they're not going to yeah they're not going to have any more any further statement until that's uh, wise. There's nothing more to say. No, not really. You know, all you can do is pray for the man right. and his family, and and uh, hope for the best. His parents were there, and they came out of yeah. stands and rode to the hospital. Uh, Cincinnati University Hospital was nearby, and so they rode in the ambulance uh, with him. And then the NFL went ahead at that point and said, that's it, we'll cancel the game. So we've never seen anything like that before. No. We've seen stuff that was scary looking, yeah, but we've yeah. never seen that happen before. No, not at all. You know, a lot of the injuries we see in, in, in that game are 
those you see where legs or arms or what have you get twisted. You know, the Joe Theismann injury and you know, oh, things like boy. that. Yeah, well, Dak Prescott. Yeah, Dak, same thing yeah. as a Theismann, you yeah, know. That exactly. ankle is not supposed to go that way. Mm-hmm. No. Or come out. Bone's not supposed to come out the skin. <laughs> no. You know, it's supposed to stay in the skin. Yeah, you know, that's true. Uh, and you pay for it later. You know, I'm 40 yeah. years after, after, and I never played at that level, but 40 years later, and I, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I got knees and fingers and shoulders yeah. and neck and everything else. It's all screwed up right yeah, now. I, a couple of my sons played football in high school, and uh, I, you know, I never did, but yeah. they both did. And they, you know, my oldest especially told me, you take that first hit, you're never the same. You know, oh, it, yeah. It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Ten years later, it still hurts him. So. Well, and, and, and you do stuff that you, you you don't even think about later that you're going to regret. You know, yeah, you just right. go, I don't even think about this. Yeah. So uh, that's it. Uh, DeMar Hamlin from the Buffalo Bills is in critical condition uh, on a ventilator this morning after some sort of cardiac event during Monday Night Football last night. That's all we know at this time. We'll take the break. When we come back, we've got other news that we want to kick around with you. The phones are always open at 210-599-5555. Going to be a big day in Congress with Kevin McCarthy. i got details about that coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. How long does it take to tackle a home project? One final thing on Damar Hamlin. Uh, Don's wife is a well-respected person in the medical community, and uh, she said he has a couple of great things going for him. He's young and in great shape. He's young and in great shape. So we'll pray for him and continue to do so. Kevin McCarthy is up for the speakership today, and he's making concessions to conservatives in order to win the speakership. And there's been a lot of controversy over whether or not they should be, you know, uh, messing around with their vote and trying to hold him accountable and all those kind of things. And I say absolutely yes. Uh, Matt Gates and Andy Biggs and Matt Rosendell and Bob Good, they have already said they're going to oppose Kevin McCarthy. Paul Gosar, Chip Roy, Dan Bishop, and, uh, and others, Scott Perry and others, have said they're thinking about opposing him. Now, uh, there's a lot of concern on the Republican side, uh, line one there, there's a lot of concern on the Republican side that there's going to be some sort of, you know, this is going to cause problems and the Democrats are going to be able to put somebody in and all those kind of things. But these guys, I believe, are doing exactly what we have asked them to do, exactly what we want them to do. And that is to get some concessions out of Kevin McCarthy that he is that he's going to get it on. That this is going to be a real change because so many times the Republicans have been voted in and we remember the Paul Ryans and the John Boehner years and they were nothing more than Democrats who wore the R label. And so now you've got uh, Republicans like Gates and Biggs and the others saying, we're not going to travel that road again. So, McCarthy, if you want to be Speaker, you're not going to be another Democrat wearing the R label. You're not going to be a part of the establishment. You are going to do the things that the American people actually really want Republicans to do, and that is break up the cabal of the establishment state. I call it the D.C. crime syndicate. And so McCarthy is now saying, yes, in order to win today, I will allow any of the five Republican representatives to force a vote of no confidence on the Speaker. The way Pelosi had it set up, it had to be somebody else in leadership, and they weren't going to do that. Steny Hoyer was never going to force a no-confidence vote on uh, Nancy Pelosi. And he says, I'm going to end the practice of proxy voting and virtual participation in hearings. 
McCarthy said this yesterday, Congress was never intended for Zoom, and no longer will members be able to phone it in while attending lavish international weddings or sailing on their boat. We will meet, gather, and debate in person, just as the founders envisioned. Also, he's facing that opposition from Chip Roy here in Texas as well. Every single Republican in Congress knows that Kevin does not actually believe anything, has no ideology, says Matt Gates. He's so weak, he promises anything to anybody. In sports, when the team loses the games, it's supposed to win. The coach gets fired. In business, the CEO gets replaced. In Republican politics, a promotion shouldn't be a failure's chaser. So there you go. Hey, John, you're on KTSA. Good morning, sir. Good morning, and welcome back. We, we're sure ready to go. I'm chomping at the bit. Let's get it. Um, I heard Steve Scalise wanted maybe to be the Speaker of the House, and I am all for him because he knows what it's like to get shot by a Democrat. And as far as the president, I'm all for President Trump because he knows what it's like to get stabbed in the back by a (laughs) rhino and have his house broke into by the FBI and have his wife's closet gone through. Yeah. Well, what's clear, and thank you, John, and Happy New Year to you. What is clear is that the D.C. crime syndicate is alive and well. And what they did uh, leading into the holidays with the $1.7 trillion spending package uh, just proved that they are a D.C. crime syndicate. And and it's both parties, guys. Uh, And they don't care what you think. Uh, That's their money, and they're going to spend it however they want to, and it's all about them. That's all they care about. Uh, bottom line is, we have got to have people in there that will break up, that will go in with the idea to break up the D.C. crime syndicate. That's exactly what has to happen. Well, Greg Abbott is saying 16,000 illegal immigrants have been sent to sanctuary cities, 9,100 to D.C., 4,900 in New York, 1,500 to Chicago, 840 to Philadelphia, and more on the way. He sent some up Christmas to Kamala Harris's home up there. It's a pretty cool deal. As now our... Uh, Texas National Guard have been installing more razor wire. The governor says they're working around the clock to secure the border. Uh, efforts led to more than 336,000 apprehensions, uh, 23,000 criminal arrests, and in uh, 20,000 felony charges. And DPS has seized more than 354 million lethal doses of fentanyl. But they're not just coming across the border now. We had this uh, weekend, we had huge, a massive wave of illegal immigrants arriving in the Florida Keys. They have taken over the Dry Tortugas National Park, and the park is now closed and will be for several days because illegal immigrants coming by boat have now taken over the park. It's 70 miles west of, uh, of Key West. If you want to see, you, you, before the holidays, you heard me talk a lot about how this is fundamentally transforming the look of the United States and who we are. Talk about this illegal immigration mess and how it's changing our country. And because it's a slow creep, nobody really gets it. Nobody really understands. But I want to, I want you to go take a look at something. My Facebook page is open to anybody. Anybody can go to my Facebook page. I want you to go over there, and I want you to look at a video that Myra Flores put. Remember her running for Congress down along the border, married to a Border Patrol agent and so on? She took video footage... And it's on my Facebook page. It's just Trey Ware, Trey Allen Ware on Facebook. And you can go over there and take a look. If you're not friends with me, you don't have to be friends. That's okay. You can just look at it because it's open to everybody. And see the transformation of El Paso. A once shining, beautiful, clean, great city is now, according you know how Donald Trump said it, a third world asshole country. 
look at El Paso, and I want you to know that that's what America, including San Antonio and Austin and Houston and Dallas, the big cities, where we're all headed because of this administration's failure to control the border. Just take a look at it. Small Facebook page. And now the diseases that we once controlled are coming back in a big, big way. We'll talk about that. Take your calls. Trey Ware, KTSA. I'm so stressed about my business. Man, I love this song. Always have. Blondie, baby. Deborah Harry, isn't she like 80 years old now? Probably close to it. (laughs) Go ahead, Jimmy. Keep it going. One way or another. Oh, it's just the the riff. I learned how to play that one time. I don't know that I could anymore. 537. Hey, y'all. It's good to be back. It was good to be off for a couple of days. Well, for a week. Enjoyed it thoroughly. Didn't do a whole heck of a lot. Um, I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't listen to you guys. I, I love you, but I didn't listen to you. I was. Well, we didn't listen to you either. I was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not. That's nothing yeah. different. Right. <laughs> that hasn't changed. We were awesome. <laughs> I, I I was up at my usual time, but uh, just doing other stuff, man. Right. You know, taking a little break from it all. Yeah. You know what I did uh, this past weekend? I spent a lot of time organizing my uh, home studio. Like you got a home studio, I spent a lot of time organizing yet mm-hmm. so because i did that fill-in for Lars that right. week and i decided you know i need to get this thing going you know this room and so because it, it was temporary because covid threw us to the house so i just put up something temporary yeah so something a little more permanent is there now and uh, I, I spent time doing that rode a motorcycle a couple of days and uh, spent good. some time with family yep. and those kinds of things like well, what you're supposed to do and it was so good to uh, to recharge it a bit busy fourth quarter so it sure was good to recharge, yeah. you know. So, good. well, glad you're back. And apparently, I didn't miss anything, but the the airline crisis, which we'll talk about. You no, know, that was really about it. That was foo bar from the get go. We get, we got here Tuesday morning, and yeah. it was in the height of it all, and it basically continued right through the week. Well, we'll talk about that because yeah. I got some thoughts about that. What, what, Jimmy? Why are you shaking your head? I'm just I'm still laughing at why people were shocked when it when it all started to happen. Sure. Sure. Like y'all didn't see this coming? Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Well, let's do that in the next segment. Uh, by the way, I know y'all talked on Friday a little bit about uh, bullet holes and roofs. Um, it's, it's a deal that we, every year. A tradition like any other. I mean, yeah. for 50 years that I've been doing this job, we talk about it every year. And what goes up must come down, just mm-hmm. like or, 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 Earl Thomas. Tears. Yeah, Earl Thomas. Yeah. Uh, what goes up must come down. And when it do, it's going to find a place in your house. And so when it does, sometimes, you know, tragically, sometimes sure. some old boy standing out in the middle of the street and a bullet comes down out of the sky and hits him in the top of the head and he's dead. So we didn't have that happen, thank God. Mm-hmm. But we did have a couple of bullet holes in roofs. And that the one that is in the news now is probably just one out of however many. There's probably more that don't make it to the news. Well, you know there's more that don't make it to the news. Or so. people haven't noticed it yet. They weren't in the. They weren't <laughs> That's home. right. It's going to rain this weekend, yeah, and when and it does, what? That, that happened. Too drunk to notice that on New Year's Eve. Whatever. Now I will tell you, my dad did it on purpose one time. I will tell you that right over here on Jolene, right around the corner where we used to live. He had gone. He had lived in California, made all those movies, and right. when he came home, he wanted one of those California homes because they were cool. And so you know that. Um, 
that fireplace. We didn't have a fireplace built in at the house, but you know that fire fireplace stove that was shaped kind of like in a triangle. Yeah, had the large base at the bottom and triangled up, and then the flue went up into the ceiling. Those were real popular back then. Mm-hmm. He decided we we're going to put one in in the house over there. So to make the hole that he was going to you to to, to 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 solder out to to you know put the flu in, he laid on his back in the living room and shot his thirty eight. <laughs> that's that's one way to market. Oh, yeah. oh man, and he was a good shot too. Yeah, and stud finder, watch that. <laughs> he didn't need it, man. He blew a whole pow right through it, and you could see daylight coming down a little hole. And that's how he uh, said that right here. This is where I'm going to put it. <laughs> okay, good. You don't think you have a choice now? <laughs> hey, modern problems call for modern solutions. Well, exactly right. right. Yeah. So anyway, what goes up will come down. <laughs> Borders wide open. It remains wide open, and that's bringing in more disease. I'm convinced. And here we said delete diseases eliminated in the United States decades ago are now surging back, sending dozens of children into the hospital. Here's one for you. When was the last time you heard about a measles outbreak in the United States? Uh Uh-huh. Been a long time, hasn't it? In fact, decades ago, the CDC said measles is gone. We don't have to worry about measles here. Well, guess guess what's back? Measles and kids under the age of 17 are ending up in the hospital now because of measles. Now, look... um, you can blame it on anything you want to blame it on. I don't really care. Um, I, I know exactly what's going on here, and that's all these people that are coming in from the southern border. That's why we're seeing the increase in diseases that we had controlled, because they're coming from – this is not making them bad people. But what I'm saying is, is they, they come from countries that do not have the disease control that we had here in the United States. And that's the whole point of, of control. Well, not the whole point, but one of the reasons that you control your border is so that you can control the disease that's in the country. Our forefathers knew it. We're just dumbasses, and we don't pay any attention. That's all. You know, I... <laughs> in 2022, I said we were living in the age of deception. We're really not. Well, we are, but we're living in the age of stupidity. That's what we're. That's the age we're living in. We're living in the age of stupidity, where men can be boys and girls can be boy, or men can be women, and you know you can pick your gender. That's just stupid. This is the age of stupidity and opening up the border and allowing all those people to come in here and not controlling it at all. It is not controlled at all, and now. What happens is those kids go to our schools and they infect our children. Doesn't make them bad people. This is not xenophobia. This is science. This is reality. And what the hell do we have an NIH for? Or do we have an FDA for? Or CDC for? Or Department of Homeland Security for? If they're not going to do their job and protect the homeland and keep us free of disease. Why do we have those agencies? Why do we have an FBI that has a a guy who is a suspected killer of four students in Idaho driving across the country getting stopped a couple of times. What what are they doing? What are they doing? Uh, Oh, they're running. Oh, that's right. They're running Twitter. That's what they're doing. Or the suspected jihadi in Times Square on the balls dropping, and he, he pulls out a machete and cuts up a couple of cops. He was on the terrorist watch list at a high level. What's the FBI doing? Well, they're running, of course. 
you know, they're going around and arresting praying parents, and they're running Twitter. Or they were until Elon bought it. I mean, it's the age of stupidity. That's exactly what it is. And so now, today, children will be going to school in places like Massachusetts and New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Hundreds of thousands of children. And they're going to be forced to wear their masks going back to school today. Because of these diseases, COVID, measles, RSV, I could go on and on and on with the list. But children in the United States are now having to wear these masks. And I'll tell you, there's a huge shortage of children's medications. It's a bad deal. Amoxicillin is almost non-existent. And uh, you can ask a doctor. In fact, if we were to ask Don's wife, she'd probably tell us amoxicillin is one of the first ones they go to when there's any kind of infection with a child because it, boom, knocks the infection right out. Well, you can't get it. Or short supply on Tylenol and all these other painkillers that you typically give, give to kids when they, when they get sick. Go to CVS and Walgreens and Target and try to get that stuff. First of all, you hardly can. And second of all, they're limiting the amount you can purchase at a time. An, an, another supply change, uh, chain shortage from Joe Biden. And thank you, Joe, for all you're doing to cut the American people off from the things that we vitally need. But what kind of dumbassery is it? No, really, seriously. The age of stupidity. We spent two over two years, two-plus years, weakening our children's immune systems by keeping them at home. And when they did go out, we put masks on their face. The absolute worst thing you can do to a child. Ch- children have to be exposed to the elements to build an immune system. And then we opened the border so all those diseases with no immune system, because we spent over two years weakening their immune system, all those diseases come into the classrooms. Now, I'm a pretty smart guy, but am I the only one that could see this? Come on. You don't have to be a rocket scientist, and I'm not that, to figure this part out, that if you weaken children's immune systems for over two years by masking them up and keeping them locked up at home, keeping them away from the disease, we don't want my child to get sick. By the way, that's how we didn't have, immune, we didn't have shots and, and st- vaccinations uh, back when I was a kid like they do now. So they would have parties when, when one of the kids in the neighborhood got sick, they would have those parties, and we would all go play, and we'd all get it at one time and get it over with. That was our, you know, inoculations. But then you open the border, and you say, people from all these countries, you just can come on in here and live freely among us? Again, if you want to see the future of your country, go to my Facebook page and look at the video on there. It's open to everybody. Anybody can go watch it. Go to my Facebook page. Trey Allen Ware on Facebook. Go check it out. It's a video from Myra Flores of El Paso, and it shows you exactly what I've been warning about now for months on end, the changes, the transformation that's coming to the United States of America. And if this doesn't get your attention, well, then nothing will. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. America's Diamond offers our five-year, 60-month. All right, 552 KTSA. 210-599-5555. It's Tuesday, but it's going to feel like a Monday all day. 
It's the 3rd of January, 23. Uh, DeMar Hamlin uh, remains, as the last we heard, the NFL and the team uh, both have said they're not going to, they don't have any further updates. So let me just, uh, for those just now joining us, DeMar Hamlin, uh, a uh, defensive back for the Buffalo Bills, involved in a tackle last night. Monday Night Football against Cincinnati Bengals and uh, had a cardiac arrest event on the field. Um, we all talked about this uh, to start the show. It didn't seem like it was that hard of a hit. It just seemed like a normal, average football hit. Now, saying that, we realize we're talking the NFL, right? So what is you know a normal, average NFL hit is like you driving on 410 right into a concrete barrier. Uh, it's just an unbelievable jolt every time these guys collide. But um, um, there was no head involved. It was just his chest, and and that's, I don't know, there's a lot of speculation, so, you know, I, I try to stay away from all that speculation part of this. Um, but, you know, it could have been just wrong place, wrong time, where the hit uh, happened right there on his chest during a uh, you know a heartbeat at a certain uh, time or whatever and we've seen this we, we've seen this before not in football but we've seen it in other activities where somebody will get hit in the chest and it'll cause cardiac arrest so anyway uh they had to perform CPR uh on the field and uh, defibrillation on the field as well took him immediately to Cincinnati University Hospital and put him on um he's intubated and uh um which you know his, they say his his agent says that his uh, vital signs are stable. Uh, that they've got him breathing through the tube, uh, and he does have a heartbeat, which is something he didn't have on the football field. The heart stopped, and he wasn't breathing when they got to him on the football field. But they got to him within seconds. It was amazing, and he's young and he's in great shape. So he has everything going for him, and a lot of people praying for him as well. Jimmy, uh, a while ago we were talking about the flight mess, and you said, okay, so who couldn't see that coming? I'm curious. I know what, what, what my thoughts are about the flight mess of last week. What what did you mean by that? Pilot shortage, jet okay. fuel shortage, okay. big-ass weather storm. Yeah, right. And right. just, yeah, we were just not prepared yeah. for holiday season. <laughs> so everything coming together at one time, right? It couldn't, could, it couldn't have been a worse time, right? If this would have happened in the, oh, I don't know, the spring or the fall, maybe not a big as deal because, you know, uh, certainly the weather wouldn't have been that big of a factor. And the load, that many trying to get that many people, yeah. wouldn't have been that big of a deal, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all true. Um, and again, you know, fuel shortages, pilot shortages where they're forcing. I, I, I still don't get the, the whole concept of making a guy retire at 65 these days. Because 65 really is the new 30 for a lot of these guys. Did I miss anything that you thought of, too? Okay, so, <clears throat> yes. <laughs> no, but that's okay. Because, I, I, you know, I, I think about this a lot because I love travel. We own a travel company, Dream Departures Travel, and I love travel. But I don't like the part of, I don't like the traveling part of travel. <laughs> Air, airplanes, airlines, the whole airport experience is not something I enjoy. But. We okay. So there's, there's several aspects to this. First of all, you're right. Pilot shortage, all those kind of things. But the, the public wants cheap seats. The public demands cheap seats. The public also demands a lot of flights. I want to get to where I want to go when I want to get there, and I don't want to have to stop in 27 cities to get there. I want to go directly there. All that kind of stuff. 
So the airlines try to fulfill that, right? And so, okay, so we got to cut costs and we got to pile a bunch of people in an airplane so that we all can have cheaper seats. Now, when I say cheap seats, you know, you're still paying a thousand bucks to go round trip anywhere in America on average, but still, we want the cheap seats, you know, and we make a lot of demands on airlines to cut their prices and cut their prices so that we can get somewhere, get to where we want to go cheaply. Right, and and the clothes that we're traveling with in the winter are bulkier, so we're using more luggage. Well, we are that. That's a, that's okay. true. All right. So, but the other part of this is, uh, it, particularly at Southwest, it's not the Herb Kelleher airline anymore. My dad knew Herb. I met him a couple of t- a few times, and he was really a, a kind of a cool guy. He really was cool. But you know, he would hang out down at the uh, gates and smoke cigarettes and talk to back when you could smoke down there and he would talk to the passengers he was really operationally focused it was all about the operation the operation the operation then when gary kelly came along gary was not that way gary was more of a bean counter who ascended to the leadership over at swi and that's how it happened and they started to focus more on bean counting and cutting costs to improve the profits so that the stock market the, the stock price looked better and so they were running on thin, 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 thin margins anyway when it comes to supplies and people and all those other things. And all you had to have was one kink in the system to screw the whole thing up. And they didn't have one kink in the system. They had a million kinks in the system with all the stuff you just talked about. The weather, the pilot shortages, people not being able to get to work because of the weather and things like that. It's, you have one area that gets screwed up and the entire system is affected by it, and that's what happened. And so it's a confluence of things, and they've got a big mess on their hands over at Southwest. And I love Southwest, by the way. You folks over at Southwest are some of the hardest working, greatest people in the world. But got to figure out how to fix it. And it's going to take uh, some investment back into the product and back into personnel and hiring some more people and doing some stuff like that in order to be able to uh, overcome this this kind of thing. Uh, Southwest had the most canceled flights. They had the biggest problems out of everybody else. Everybody else got running again because they share loads, by the way. If American loses some folks or, or doesn't have room for folks or loses some flights, they can send them over to Delta because they share, et cetera, et cetera, that kind of thing. And so they're going to have to change their business model going forward so that this doesn't happen again. And, boy, do they have a lot of people a lot of people in this country they have to take care of now that were displaced and upset last week. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. The conversation about solar has been going on for... Yeah, baby. It's the 3rd of January. We're up, we're running, we're back. It felt great to be off for a few days. Thanks, everybody, who uh, pulled the load. I really appreciate that. 210-599-5555. Sean's here, and we'll get started with Wired Rima in about an hour or so. Looking forward to all of that. And thanks for all the, the, the notes and everything about Christmas and New Year's while, while we were gone. Uh, so how would you like to lose $200 billion and still be one of the richest people on planet Earth? <laughs> I wouldn't know what that's like. Elon Musk does. He's lost $200 billion, and he's still the second richest person on planet Earth. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> no, I'm not, no, I'm not bashing him. I think that's awesome. And, and I'll just tell you this, too. I think everybody probably has this figured out about him. He's not doing this for the money. 
Elon is just a guy who likes to build stuff. I, I, I knew a guy one time. He, he's a multi-billionaire. Not, not, not in the Elon Musk world, you know, but he's a multi-billionaire. And he just likes to make deals. That's it. He, he's a deal maker. He doesn't care about the money. It's not like I'm making another deal because I'm going to make another $10 billion. Off. No, no. This guy that I know, he's like, uh, no, I just like to make deals. That's my thing. So he sits in his office all day, and he buys this and sells that and trades this and buys this and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And he's not thinking about, well, this is going to be $10 billion, and that's going to be this. Nah, it's not, it's not even in his brain. He just likes that. And Elon likes making cool stuff. You know, he makes rockets, and he goes and he makes the rocket. He doesn't, I mean, he hires scientists, but he goes there and puts on the white lab coat because he enjoys making, he's like the kid that never grew up, and he likes fiddling with stuff and seeing what the end result is when he fiddles with it. That's what he's like. Right. And um, Pushing the limits of of something that we all see as ordinary. Mundane. Yeah. He'll just take it and, and, and push it to the limits. I'll give you an example. There's a lot of talk over the holiday about his uh, Neuralink thing, mm-hmm. that where they're going to you know put a link in somebody's brain and basically going to become a Borg, like the old Star Trek episode, you know? We're going to join the Borg. And um, he's been talking a lot about AI because he's one of the leaders in AI. And I was talking to Nancy about this with the phone sitting here. So, again, I pick up my phone. I look at my feed. And there's that interview that Elon had done a couple of years ago where he was talking about, hey, listen, with AI, you better get out in front of it because they're going to end up controlling us. And pretty interestingly, uh, we, we over the holidays, we were watching a couple of the old Star Trek episodes, James T. Kirk and all that. And there's one about that mm-hmm. with uh, Mud, the character Mud in it. And we saw it twice within one week. It came up. And it, it in that episode, AI takes over. Ro- humans are turned into robots. Mm-hmm. And basically the robot says, we're going to control you, and you're going to like it. <laughs> we're going to control you, <laughs> and you're going to like it. It's kind of like what Klaus Schwab says, this guy that's doing the Great Reset. Right, he says you'll own nothing and you're going to love it. <laughs> you'll own nothing and you're going to love it. So anyway, Elon said, "Look, here's the deal: things are going to get cheaper because AI is going to run everything, so you won't have to have the human factor, and you won't be paying a minimum wage, health care, all those. You know, your biggest expense are people. So everything's going to get cheaper, but you're going to have a problem with unemployment in America because there's going to be a lot of people without a gig, right? Because the computers and all are going to be doing it. Anyway, he lost two hundred billion." this year and he's still the second richest person on planet earth yeah and you're right i don't think it bothers him that much the the nope. the, the ones who are bothered by it are of course the people who own shares of his company well yeah that you know, too they're the ones that are worked up about it. tesla's down 68 percent yeah 68 percent you know in in one year uh but he did say this week that the fauci files are coming so everybody stand by that it's going to be interesting it will not be boring he said Anybody who says questioning science uh, itself cannot be, you know, if you don't question science, then you're not a scientist, is what Elon said. And on Friday, when we learned about, I don't know if you guys talked about the Fauci thing on Friday in his wall in his house, in his office. No? Did y'all talk about it? No. Came out, and he admitted it. One whole wall in, in Fauci's office at his home is nothing but portraits of himself and pictures of himself, like selfies and stuff covering an entire wall (laughs) so 
<laughs> Elon, Elon tweeted, this dude's creepy. <laughs> You've got a wall in your office that is nothing but you staring back at you. That's a little creepy. Now, one or two, if you're with the kids or the wife or something. Sure. Right. You know, the There's cruise something, picture. Something going on behind you. you yes, know? fine. But that's not what this is. This is like him doing the whole glamour shots thing with with the leather jacket over his shoulder. I think you found that of me and brought it in. And he's like this <laughs> with a leather jacket. Right. <laughs> and he's looking at himself on the wall. Fauci is. Mm. And Musk says, that's really creepy. I agree with Elon again. That's really creepy if you've got a Just wall with that stuff. a little bit. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, watch for the, for, the, for the Fauci files. I can't wait to see that. I still want to know. You know what I'd like to see with Fauci? Just this is just kind of a like, like a, a side note, real quick. Um, w- w- they went illegally and got Trump's uh, tax files, and they released this stuff all before the holidays, right? And what we found out from Trump's tax filings was that he lost money when he was president, lost a lot of money when he was president, and uh, but he didn't pay that much in taxes, but he didn't do anything illegally. So he, you know, followed the tax law. He worked the tax law. He massaged the tax law to minimize his tax debt. And like he told Hillary, he said, that just makes me smart, that first debate with her. And he's right. That makes him smart. Of course, the left can't stand that because they can't stand him. But anyway, all of his tax information was made public. And what they found out, even Rob Reiner had to say, well, we found out that he didn't break any laws, but we still ought to arrest him. You know, for what? But I think the ones that we want to see now, we want to see Fauci's tax returns. I do. How about you? I want to see Biden's tax returns because that crime, that criminal family, they're, they're up to their, knee, to their eyeballs in crap, I'm quite sure. Uh, I want to see Schumer's. I want to see Pelosi's. I want to see McConnell's. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Liz Cheney. Okay, Liz Cheney is leaving Congress now. During her six years in Congress, she has become extremely, exponentially wealthy. Now, in Congress, what do they make? One hundred seventy-four a year, something like that. One hundred seventy-four grand a year. Well, she went from seven million dollars of net worth when she first went into office in twenty seventeen to more than forty-four million now. How do that happen on 174000 a year? Somebody has got some explaining to do, and we'd love to see Liz Cheney's. But, see, here's the thing about it. When you see hers, you need to look at her husband's, too. His name is Philip Perry. He's a partner at Latham & Watkins. That's a law firm in D.C. They have advised Chinese companies, Chinese companies, since 2017. Perry's firm has an, has advised Chinese Communist Party-linked technology company that the State Department in 2019 said they were a tool of the Chinese government. And he, Liz Cheney's hubby, providing consulting and training services to this Chinese company. China was no fan of Donald Trump, as you remember. And who led the charge from the Republican side and kicking Donald Trump right where it hurts the most for the past couple of years after January 6th. Liz Cheney. Uh, isn't this becoming clear to you now? Meanwhile, she goes from $7 million in wealth to over $44 million in wealth. Now, how does that happen? How does that happen? 
Well, we'd like to look at their financial statements and find out. Biden, Fauci, McConnell, Schumer, Pelosi, the crime syndicate that is Washington, D.C. This is how they cheat the system. This is how they play the game, and they do it on the backs of everyday Americans all the time. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Real estate investing is an intimidating thing to get into. It's 622, Trey Ware, KTSA. Welcome to the new year. Welcome to 2023, 210-599-5555. So, of course, uh, our hearts and our thoughts are with uh, Damar Hamlin from the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you guys want to say anything more about this? Let's let's do it right now. But um, last night on Monday Night Football, something that we have never seen before, and that is a player face literal death, and that he had a cardiac arrest. His heart did stop. His breathing did stop. And the uh, medical care at these NFL games is extraordinary uh, these days. These these guys, these teams, the league, they have such incredible doctors and specialists. Uh, that are there that, uh, you know, we, we wouldn't have access to that with what we do, nor, nor would most, most people. Right. So it's awesome that they were there and able to uh, jump on it right away within seconds. Um, if you haven't seen it, you're going to look at it and you're going to go, mm. in fact, ABC this morning made a big deal in their tape about it. They said, well, we're not going to show this. We won't show the collision. And then, 20 minutes later, they decided, you know what, it's okay. Because it, there's nothing, there's no gore, there's no blood and guts, it's, it, nothing like that. No, it wasn't one of those hits that. No, sir. Where you cringe when you see it. No, sir. Yeah. I was talking about the one in USC and Tulane yesterday where the guys, they were down at like the 10 yard line or whatever close to it, and they ran into each other, and I thought, and, and you know, they both went out. It knocked them both out. They went helmet to helmet. Mm. And they were laying there on the field, not moving. You know, oh, God. Um, that's not what this was. Um, this was a tackle like every other that's made. Um, yesterday, watching football, the, the, over the past several days, watching football, I, I saw much worse hits. Uh, the only thing you can think, and I, you know, not, who knows, and not speculating here, but the only thing you can think is he got hit in the chest, the wrong place, the wrong time. That's yeah. all. Yeah, that's what I saw. But I, when I went back and watched the the hit, it was. Right square in the chest is where he yeah. Did, so well, with the shoulder, right? It was the guy. It wasn't necessarily the helmet. I'll, no, it was, it was the shoulder, know, right? Just, they, yeah, the the receiver's body. Yeah, got him right. It wasn't the even chest, like he so. speared him with his head. No, not helmet, at all. Was, you know, yeah. he kind of hit him with his with his yeah. shoulder right, right under the shoulder pad there. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you and I were talking earlier. The pads that these guys wear now are nothing. The technology is much better. But as far as size and coverage, it's nothing like what we wore. Right. Uh, today, they wear very little pads on their shoulders. They hardly wear anything in their pants. They're wearing shorts these days. A lot of them don't even cover their knees anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, the technology is much better. The material is much stronger. But it covers less area of them. And y- you mentioned, obviously, because of agility and speed, you don't want all that weight and you know you don't want everything covered. So anyway, he took it right in the chest, and uh, he stood up and grabbed his face mask like you see guys do to adjust their helmet. It, it, it's almost a habit. Yeah, You reach up and grab it, and right. you move it, move it around right. and he, on the way back to the He home. was getting set to go to the next play. That's it, man. You know, that's what he was thinking. That's it. And Pow. The scary, hits the ground. The scary, that was the scariest part, where he just fell. Yeah. And didn't catch himself you know, exactly. or nothing. Exactly. And, and, and that's when you knew there was a problem. He didn't stick his arms out to, or to try to 
to slow himself down. No. Or anything. He just, and he didn't head to the sideline. No. I mean, he just stood up, and, touched his face mask to adjust his helmet, and hit the ground. Yeah. And his heart was stopped by the time he hit the ground, they mm-hmm. said. Right. And uh, so they got over there, and they uh, did uh, CPR, and, uh, and then defibrillated him right there on the, mm-hmm. on the field. Yeah. Brought out the ambulance on the field. Didn't even use the cart, you know, got the ambulance and hauled him as quick as they could to Cincinnati University Hospital. He's intubated now, and his um, uh, agent said that his vital signs have been stabilized, but he is intubated. Yeah. In other words, he can't, breathe, uh, he can't breathe on his own. Right. So he's got a tube to breathe, and he's mm-hmm. obviously out. They knock you out when they, yeah. when they do that. So God bless him, man, you know, yeah. and, and, and everybody associated with the game. The NFL obviously is not talking about when they're going to reschedule. They, co- they they stop the game right then; it's over. Everybody go home, um, and they don't. They, they they have no idea what their plans are going to be. Who knows? And yeah. at this point, who really yeah, cares? And, and, and you know, I'm sure there's some backroom talk about that. But well, they have uh, to. Yeah, yeah, but at this point, that's not something they're discussing publicly. No, oh no, no, no. Well, they have and, to be talking about they? it because the yeah. billions of dollars that are on the line. Right, right. The TV revenue yeah. and yeah. fans, and what do we do with this? You know, getting people back to the stadium and yeah. the, the TV, 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 TV drives life. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and, you know, so, and it's you know, the last game, regular season game of the year. It for was both of these teams and playoff implications. Yeah, in this as well. So you'll see it on a Thursday night. They'll do like a Thursday night doubleheader. Yeah. They're going to have to do something right. or a Saturday doubleheader, Saturday yeah, standalone, so, some, something like that. They're going to have to do. But uh, no, nobody even cares about that right now. No. I don't care about yeah, that. Right in now. the NFL, there was a time where they handled things very well, and then for the last decade or so, not so much. But they handled this. I thought. As best they could. People were criticizing them on Twitter for not canceling the game sooner. They were like, "Well, they should have canceled it immediately." Well, you don't know. They didn't know that. The, the no idea what you injuries. got. No idea. Um, I, I do remember. You know, I've been around racing all of my life, auto racing, and I did, there was a day when guys would get killed in a in a race, and they'd continue on. Right. And you just keep racing. Sure. Haul the guy off to the hospital. He's dead. Mm-hmm. But we're going to carry on because that's what he would have wanted us to do. Obviously, you wouldn't do that anymore. No. You know, the race no. is over and everybody goes, yeah. you know. But anyway, his condition is, is very critical today up in Cincinnati, and our thoughts and prayers are with him. Let's go line one, Jimmy, and talk to Mark. Mark, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy New Year to you, Mark. Thanks for the call. Yeah, Happy New Year. Welcome back. Hope you're having a, hope you're having a great 2023. You I know too. I'm looking forward to, forward to it business wise. Amen. Um, the uh, the one thought that has gone through my mind with that cardiac arrest, which happened last night in the uh, in the in the football game, I, I'm just I'm sorry. I, my first thought is I wonder if he's getting a cardiac arrest from the from a COVID immunization. Mm-hmm. Well, which is which, is re- which has been resulting a lot yes. throughout the world yes. with athletes. Yes. Well, he got this this Jag, former Jaguars player, 38 years old, had a heart attack and died over the weekend as well. And he was a big uh, vaxxer. In fact, he, he said that people who weren't vaxxed should go to jail. Um, I don't really know, and I'm being very careful about that here, Mark, but I, I, Understood. I would be lying to you. If I didn't tell you that was a major thought that I had overnight as well, uh, that you know, anytime one of these athletes has cardiac arrest at this point, my mind goes there because it has to. You, you have to think 
okay, do we have, since we've never seen this before, this is the first time right, we've seen right. this. On a, foot, on a football field. Yes, right. yes. We've never seen this before, and we've never seen this many healthy, young athletes just falling over dead. We've never. That's never happened. So, and, and we're in a post-vax world. In other words, uh, everybody's getting it, and they're all pushing it, and the NFL pushed it really hard and said you couldn't play if you didn't get it. So I'd be lying to you if I didn't tell you that, I, of course, that was a, one of my first thoughts. I'm just being super careful with with what I'm saying publicly about it because it, we, we just don't know. I mean, it could, he could have right. had a pre-existing condition that we don't know about, right? So, Right. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right, man. Thank you, and have a great uh, 23, Mark. Thank you. Uh 210-599-5555, word for Laurel Ridge Treatment Center at Laurel Ridge Treatment Center. It's all about that great four-letter word called hope. You know the deal about hope and never gives up, and Laurel Ridge never gives up either. Laurel Ridge has inpatient and day treatment options for you and for your family and for your child or adolescent who might be struggling with behavioral health issues. At Laurel Ridge, they restore hope to everybody, everybody who... Uh, who seeks out Laurel Ridge, it's all about giving you hope for the future. They're a trusted treatment option if for families throughout our entire area. Laurel Ridge is 210-491-3591. You get a no-cost assessment when you call that number. Their outpatient day treatment allows patients to receive treatments during the day and go home to normal family life in the evening. Whatever the behavioral life is, issue is, Laurel Ridge is here for you, where they are saving lives Healing families and creating hope at Laurel Ridge, 210-491-3591. The weather in San Antonio is so unpredictable. With you know, like and it's 639 at KTSA. Good morning and welcome to 2023. Trey Ware here on KTSA. Ware and Rhyme are coming up at 7 o'clock, 210-599-5555. Caller Mark made a comment before the bottom of the hour uh, news about the uh, DeMar Hamlin situation. It was wall-to-wall coverage. That's a big, big, you know, huge story, not just in sports, but it, it transcends sports. It goes into our lives, everyday lives. And he made a comment about, uh, you know, vaxxing and uh, the first thing he thought. And I, I, I can't tell you how many emails I got in the last couple of minutes from folks uh, talking about that and who believe the exact same thing. Uh, again, I, I, look, that's – and Jimmy will tell you because I, I send him videos when these young, sturdy, strong, healthy, no, you know, no indication of a pre-existing condition athlete who is vaxxed just suddenly falls over. Dead. Dead. Mississippi State lost a player earlier this year. That's exactly right. And then Coach Leach. Yep. Uh, and it's been going on since the Vax thing started. So, uh, of course, that's where my head goes. And people people always talk about it online, too. Like, um, you know, do you think about it? You know, you're 59 years old. You're vaxxed. Do you think about whether or not, you know, something's going to happen? Well, sure. I mean, you know, because it's all over the news. And I follow Twitter accounts and IG accounts that talk about it and so on, the scientists that talk about it, doctors who talk about it. Do I worry about it? No. Uh, Jesus is my Lord, and I, I don't sit here and worry about my end. Uh, he's got everything taken care of, and I don't think that uh, worrying about whether or not something like that's going to happen to you is going to make a, 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 you know, it doesn't make any difference at all. Uh, but do I think about it in the overall deal? Yeah, of course, because what what does is that going on? With this one, I'm just being real careful with this because we don't know much about it. Now, uh, did he have a pre-existing condition? It's possible, but not probable, because these guys you got you got to know the kind of rigorous 
health maintenance that they go through, right? Uh, it's it's huge, man. It's it, uh, unbelievable uh, the amount of doctors and people who are checking up on these guys because their bodies are their uh, product. And in order for the product to continue, and the NFL is the biggest on planet Earth. And so there's billions and billions of billions riding on these 50 guys on each team. So, yeah, they got great doctors and great continuing programs. It's not just, you know, the doctor checks them when they're, when they're injured or whatever. They're, they're constantly under the scrutiny of physicians. Um, they go through programs all the time to make sure that they're healthy and so on. So, but is there something that could be missed? Of course. I mean, who knows? Who, who really? Nobody knows at this point. I, and and right now, it's it's not the time really to be worried about all that. The time is to think about him and to be praying for him and to pray that he pulls through this because this is just something that is devastating uh, to family, to people who knew him. You could see it on the faces of the players. My God, man, the guys that were just devastated on the field on both teams. That's when the whole team thing falls. You know, goes goes away. When something like this happens, you know, we're wearing a different color jersey, but, you know, we're in the team of humanity. And uh, so that's where people are today thinking about uh, DeMar Hamlin. He started, by the way, um, an account for toys when he was in uh, college. I think his dad had some run-ins with the law, and his mom was one of those single moms or, you know, whatever that was struggling to raise him. You know, we've heard that success story in ath- athletics many too many times over. And when he was in college, best I can find in reading about him, he started this uh, toy drive to give toys to less fortunate. And his goal, when he started it, was $2,500. That was his goal. <laughs> if I can raise $2,500, I mean, think about this. I mean, you know, there's a guy going to college, playing football, and just wants to do something and starts a – uh, you know, his own Toys for Tots, if you will, toy drive, and uh, to raise, uh, raise $2,500. Well, as of right now, it's well over $3 million. People logged onto that account last night and just started pouring money in there. That's that's fantastic. Uh, so people f- try – that's what we do as Americans. We try to find a way to, to help each other through these times like that. So God bless him, and uh, we'll continue. I mean, the, the NFL has already said and the team has already said, we're not going to give you any further updates. There's nothing to be said at this time. He's in the hospital. He's intubated, and we'll see uh, where it goes from here. 210-599-5555. Good on Switzerland. You know, I've been saying we live in the age of deception. That's true, but I'm changing that for 2023. We, we live in the age of stupidity. <laughs> That's the age we're living in. But good on Switzerland, man. They did something that made sense. I'll tell you about that. And speaking of football, how about those horn frog babies? Wow. We'll talk about that coming up as well. Trey Ware, KTSA. For my friends over at Window World, and that's Martin Bamba and his great team there. Okay. So I got to tell you, you, you know, I've told you many times, we put Window World windows in our house. We saved our money and replaced every window at the warehouse. Okay. And we had that cold snap last week. Nancy says, come here. So I walked over the back window, and she said, you can feel the cold down here around your feet because of the floor. But she said, "Feel it. put your hand up against the window. Now, don't touch the window, but put your hand like an inch off the window. Guess what? There ain't no cold coming in. And then I went to the sides where you would think, that, you know, maybe a draft would be coming in. Nope. Ran my hands up and down the sides warm as can be i knew it was freezing cold outside because everything was covered outside cold and all that remember we went through that 
and but inside the house perfectly warm and right up against our window world windows that's why we bought them we bought them for their beauty of course the other ones were the builder grade and they were worn out but number one reason was to save us money in heating and cooling our home and i know for a fact now after that big freeze last week that it's doing exactly that Get a free in-home quote from Martin Bamba and his team at Window World by calling 210-767-0995. Dave Ramsey here, the only place I recommend for home. If you're like me, you hate those robocalls, man. Yeah. You you hate those marketing calls. I, you know, I'm, I'm to the point where if I don't recognize the number, I ain't answering the phone. I just don't. If it's somebody that needs me and I don't recognize your number, I can always call you back. But there has to be a way to be able to recognize these numbers, James, line 11, to be able to recognize these numbers and be able to, um, you know, figure out who it is on the other side. So how do you do that? Well, to find out this and so much more when it comes to anything IT, I turn to Bridgehead IT. My friend Wes Bunch there at 210-477-7999. Okay, Wes, so I get a call. Uh, the number is blocked. It says private number or something like that. What do I do? Well, yeah, and that's the frustrating part. It's like sometimes you know you don't want to ignore those because it could be a, you know a doctor's office calling or a job offer, and and you know there's the you just don't want to ignore them sometimes, right? And so there's there's some ways that you can figure out. Could be is. Steve Harvey from Publishers Clearinghouse calling in to tell you you get five thousand a week the rest of your life. Go ahead. I'm still waiting for that one, man. Yeah. You know, it, uh, <laughs> well, I think everybody knows about the good old-fashioned Star 69. That's been around for decades, right? And a lot of people don't know that actually still works. Still works on mobile phones. You can hit Star 69. It will call back the number that called you, uh, even if it shows up in, in spam or as a blocked phone number. Uh, but there's another one that a lot of people don't know about, and that one is Star 57. Mm. Uh, Star 57 is one to use that, um, yeah, and this is really more along the lines of if, if you think, you know, if somebody may be harassing you or maybe a telemarketer that's just blowing you up and you've told them to stop. Star 57 actually tells your carrier to log the call in a special way that allows investigators or authorities to to much more quickly determine the source of the call. It creates what's called metadata, and it actually logs it, and so the authorities can can really quickly determine who and where that came from. So we only recommend doing this if you know if you actually are being harassed, mm-hmm. uh, and then you typically want to notify the authorities. But Star Fifty Seven uh, just gets you a ton of data quickly. Uh, third one is is you know get an app. You know as we say, there's an app for everything out there, and there's one called Trap Call that we like, uh, which tells you the number uh, of the anonymous caller in real time. It, Regardless of what the caller ID says, it will actually tell you what the real number is, and it can auto-block them for you, and it notifies you of, of calls that's blocked. So, you know, if it's somebody you want to call back, it's not going to just, you know, block it and send it into the ether. It's going to tell you, hey, I blocked this, and we'll give you the opportunity to call them call them back, mm. but it has this cool feature of blacklisting numbers, right? And so if, if, if somebody's calling you that you don't want to call you and, and they're on the blacklist, it will play a recording that makes it sound like your number's been disconnected. And you'll never even know the call came in, which is fantastic. And they even have a premium feature that lets you record a call. There's lots of reasons that you may want to record a call. Uh, you know, it may just be somebody giving you a list of things that they need at the store. You can just hit the record button real quick and not have to, to write it down. So Trap Call is a great one. And, you know, many of the newer iPhones and Samsungs have similar features that are built into them as well, but they're not as matured and, and it's not as, as strong as Trap Call is. Uh, well, lastly, I'd, you know, the easy way, too, is to simply just Google the phone number. In many cases, it will tell you who owns it, or if it doesn't, it may lead you to a forum where, where you know, people are complaining of 
of, you know, hey, this is just a scam number and here's who it really is. So, you know, good old-fashioned Google is, is great, too. But, you know, spam and, and scam calls, they're still a big problem. Oh, today. man. A silver bullet, but there are a few good tools out there that can help you really narrow it down and, and help you figure out who it is. You know, Wes, for, uh, for business, there's a lot of lost productivity and money. Uh, my brother-in-law works for a company that they build, sell, service, and maintain software to to deal with this issue for big companies and like uh, hospitals is an example when they used to have and like i guess several of them still do receptionists who sit somewhere and they maintain the phone calls that are coming in well it would cost just to pick up the phone and hang it right back up it was costing these receptionists hours every day and in lost time and productivity well now you can get this software like what you're talking about with the apps and whatever that'll blow that stuff up and knock those people off and then you know it it greatly reduces the numbers of those spam calls i i'm gonna write i've always said i'm gonna write an app for all this that sends a shock back through the phone so when i punch the button and it dials that number back it's gonna shock their phone in their hand and they'll stop it it's like a shock collar on a dog stop it quit it we'd be happy to develop that for you that's a great idea one of the best ideas i've heard in a long time way to start the new year i'm telling you i just got i'm gonna stop this all together thank you wes and let's have a great 23 together what do you say Likewise, buddy. Happy New Year to you. You too. Bridgehead IT. That's Bridgehead IT. 210-477-7999. Good on Switzerland. In the age of stupidity in which we live, no, boys can't be girls. Girls can't be boys. That's a lie. <laughs> it's just not reality. And the Swiss government says that's a lie. It's not reality. There is no third gender. There is no no gender. In fact, they said sex or gender is binary. You got a boy and you got a girl. That's it. What was happening in in Switzerland, just like what's happening here, is there was a big push to add all this nonsense and stupidity to official government documents like birth certificates and everything else. right? And we're doing it in this country because we're the stupidest of all of them in the United States. And so, yeah, uh, Switzerland was faced with this, and they said, no. In fact, let me just read to you. I don't often read stuff, but let me read to you what they said. See if this is not some common sense. Despite how one chooses to identify, human sexes come in two varieties, male and female. Biologists who have not been uh, captured by political ideology agree that sex is real, immutable, and binary. Despite the uh, way that trendy pop science articles portray sex as a spectrum by including the existence of intersex conditions, these disorders of sex development do not discount the binary nature of sex. Actual science done by biologists shows two sexes, male and female. There is no third sex. Common sense in the age of stupidity. So I mentioned TCU. I wanted to slip them in before the top of the hour break. Way to go, Horn Frogs, man. Nobody gave them a chance against Michigan. Michigan was rated number two in the college standings, and it looked like it was going to be Michigan and Georgia playing for the national championship January night. Did you win money? You did. You won money on TCU. Good for you, man. Because no, I'm right. Nobody gave them a chance. Nobody. Jimmy did. I did. I was saying they could do this. And I'm, I'm always, as I said, I'm always pulling for the underdog. I always am. Now, the trophy they got for winning the Fiesta Bowl, $2.5 million trophy. 2,200 diamonds. 
coming in at 285 pounds. CDC says the average United States male over the age of 20 weighs about 199 pounds. So this thing weighs about 100 pounds more than the average male, and we're 2.5 million. And the way TCU played the other day, yeah, one week from Monday, or this coming Monday, is going to be fun to watch the national championship between TCU and and Georgia. Go Horn Frogs. Where and Rima coming up next? KTSA. The weather in San Antonio is so unpredictable.